Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ramkumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Tanya Roper, Senior Technical Editor at Stigman Systems. Stigman Systems has been developing database software solutions for the regulated industries. So welcome Tanya to Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I'm fine. Thanks. I Fantastic. hope you are also fine. Yes, absolutely. Oh, we're all doing good. Thank you. <laughs> so let's let's begin our podcast today then. Great. Super. So, uh, just help me understand a bit more about your uh, role with regard to Stigman Systems and how how this uh, how is documentation important to your to your current profile. Um, so, my my team is actually pretty new. So, um, the the writing team itself uh, was founded two years ago as part of a customer success initiative. Mm-hmm. and um so we are currently in the process of let's say defining our role and um we are two writers both of us quite experienced each uh, my colleague is something like 20 plus years of experience myself also 20 something so we are now we are uh, fine tuning the processes and um uh reworking starting to rework our guides so it's a pretty exciting journey currently actually so because up to then uh, until we un, until our team was founded the subject matter experts created the guides but of course um let's say everything can be improved so we are quite yeah quite happy to to be here and to to really uh, build everything up from scratch so that's quite fascinating <laughs> great great so how did you get into documentation initially then tanya um it was actually a a course that i enrolled during uh, university so there was a technical writing course and i thought oh well that sounds interesting and um when i started this course i realized that it's exactly my type of thing so i'm a little neat freak and putting everything into boxes and labeling it and having it available that is exactly what i wanted to do so i more or less decided on the spot that this is going to be my career <laughs> fantastic great great so to have the clarity um straight in the uni days it's it's quite hard i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really interesting i i didn't think i just oh well technical writing don't know what that is i'm just going to have a look at it and then it was like oh wow yes that's me <laughs> <laughs> super so what's your uh, documentation process and um, uh, who do you normally get involved in defining such processes 
Uh, so our process currently is uh, based on the agile process that our development team is applying. So they um, they are working with uh, Scrum, with the Scrum framework. So they have an agile board and they have their tasks and they open documentation tasks as they see fit. So if they want to have uh, changed something in the documentation, then they're going to open a, a corresponding ticket for us. Um, and then we pick the, the, the task from the board. We have a look at the feature. If a build is available from the source file and um, from, from the software, then we, we have a look also at this, at this build. We talk to the product owner, to the subject matter expert. So I think it's more or less like many other writers also do it. You, you try to understand what, what is happening and then try to think of uh, how to get it to your audience and then talk to everyone involved. And then in the end, um, you write it down we currently we are creating PDFs. We want to go to HTML, but currently we are still PDF based. And then we create the PDF and deliver it to our central server, and then everyone can pick it up um, when when he or she needs it. Okay, great. So when writing such uh, documents um, or any updates to the documents, what are the important factors you consider? Um. I'm not sure that I get your question, actually. Okay, no. So what are the important factors to consider when creating documentation for your SaaS business? Uh, what do you consider uh, as most important? Yeah, um, okay, okay, okay. Now now I understand where you're going. Um, yeah, so for us, it's... Um, you already mentioned in the beginning this, this regulated environment. This is a big challenge for us because um, let's say our software and everything that is connected to it needs to be qualified. So it needs to be qualified at the user side, at the customer side, that this is the software and everything else that is allowed to be used. So this is, um, this is really, uh, let's say it's a challenge for us because any update to documentation, to, um, I don't know, to user interface design, everything needs to be requalified. So we have to be really, really careful um, about the, the, the type of change that we do and that we deliver to the customer. So this is, I think it's, it's one of the, the biggest challenges for us here. Right. Okay. So any documentation you write has to be fully qualified by a team before yes. it gets rolled out. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's even sometimes there are standard operation procedures in place at the customer side. And if uh, we somehow manage to, let's say, invalidate in even a little, little tiny step within this procedure, then everything needs to be requalified. And this is something that we have to be really, really careful with. Mm -hmm. Very nice, very nice. So you might have part, partially uh, helped me with this um, question, but uh, what role does documentation have in your customer service or success strategy? How important is documentation for you? Um, I would say it's it's pretty it's a pretty central role. So um, my team, my documentation team, was founded as part of a customer success initiative that our CEO launched two years ago. Um, so we are more or less, we are the, the first two employees to, let's say, to 
go in the direction of customer success, but of course, every other role that is um, related to customer success, marketing, sales, customer support. Of course, we need to find a way to incorporate this this whole process. So um, that's, let's say, from the... From the writing side, for example, we are building up a knowledge base. So this is the step that we writers can do, that our documentation can do. We build the knowledge base. But then, of course, our content should also go into the support portal to um, allow our customers to really search for, let's say, troubleshooting information. So this is also where our documentation content will be used in the end. So it's really the, the documentation itself is really central to the, the build-up and to the start of this customer success process. Very nice. Very good. So do you think it is possible to determine a direct ROI uh, from an investment um, made into your knowledge base? Ooh, uh, that is something... I don't think I can't, I, I don't have an answer for that, I'm afraid. Okay, so, no worries. Yeah. Do you, uh, have you ever measured the uh, return on investment um, on the documentation um, you've created uh, in your, not with the current role, but in the previous organizations as well? Um, yeah, in, in one of my previous organizations, it was measured, um, but uh, it was not actually in return on investment. Um that was so that was also the start of a, the, the, the launch of a knowledge base. And we managed to cut the support tickets, I think it was in half through the implementation of this customer knowledge base. So that is, but that is from, from one of my previous employers. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, I, I hope that this will also be the case here, but we are not there yet. We are on the way, on the journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be really honest, many of uh, um, the interviewers I had in the past, they struggled with this question because documentation is one piece. You will not appreciate it when it's there. But if it's not there, you will understand the importance of it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, okay, that is maybe a little strange uh, connection, but it's like going to the doctors. You never go to the doctors when everything is fine. Fine, yeah. You only realize that you need need your doctor when you're sick so absolutely yeah documentation it's it's central but as nobody is like okay well let's say initiative and here and so it's yeah it's (laughs) but i'm it's good that other people also struggle with this with this setup (laughs) they do they do i mean uh, there are a few people who are um who relate to the number of support tickets they get with documentation so the good the documentation is, it reduces the number of support tickets uh, you might get from yeah. your customers. Yeah, I mean, in the in the ideal way, um, if, if the solution is really working, then the customer would not have to uh, open a support ticket at all. Because if, let's say, the knowledge base is, is working and is answering the questions that can arise during implement, implementing uh, a, a product, then, um, well, you don't have any support tickets because everything will be answered. 
Yeah. But that is, let's say, the ideal world. I don't think that this is really going to happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so, um, what's the nature of your documentation? Is it um, um, can it be? Is it publicly available, or is it uh, only to only accessible to your customers by logging into some systems? That is actually not decided yet. Uh, so I'm. I would. I'm a big fan of having it publicly available, because then if if also uh, customers who are interested, they they can Google and they can have a look what our content looks like and how much effort we put into it. But um, yeah, I mean there are pros and cons. Of course, um, um, I also had in in, in previous. Uh, um, Professions. I also had the the situation where um, everything was behind a login, so the customer had to register because the the CEO at that time said, "Okay, well, it's an added value, and um, why should we provide this added value to people who did not buy our software?" I mean, it's it's pros and cons. So it's currently it's not decided yet. <laughs> all right, no worries, no worries at all. Um, so, uh, how often do you update your documentation? Um, so we plan uh, uh, to be in sync with the with the software releases. So of course there will be an, an updated uh, documentation when we put out an, a new software. So for our main release, that's um, yeah, I think the, the latest release will come out this year. And then we have let's say smaller packages that get updated once, also once a year. So our documentation will is in, in sync with this. Um, uh, with this release cycle. And of course, let's say um, if there is a typo, of course, we then also make uh, smaller changes in between. So the typo won't be there for one year just because the release is not done yet. So that's the maintenance will be done in between. Oh, okay. Great, great. Um, so I know you mentioned that this current team is uh, just to uh, editors or writers, but uh, how big has your team been um, in the past uh, or or what's the maximum team size you've worked with? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think the, the, the biggest team, the biggest writing team that I ever worked with was something like 28 writers. Wow. That's, so that's that quite was a huge team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had that was uh, writing and localization combined, but still that was a huge team. And then the are you still there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I just got a message. My internet connection is unavailable. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but so the the standard size of technical writing teams is like five to eight, I would say. That's the the normal size that I've been working with. All right. That's great. Um, So I think uh, with with those questions, we would like to move to the rapid fire round. Um, So who Mm -hmm. have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Other writers. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay. that's definite because um, I, I always find it interesting. Writers come from such diverse backgrounds and depending on the background that you come from, you have a totally different approach, how to structure content and how to explain things and listening to uh, the, the colleague who, who's, uh, from the has this different background. It's so interesting what you can learn from just having a, a different 
set up and a different uh, different view on things. So that's definitely, yeah, I would say other writing colleagues. <laughs> Very nice. Can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Write the docs. I love this community. That is my, my go-to community for everything. So there's... It's not. It's not only writers. I, I think they call themselves document documentarians, something like. This. So it's you have testers and developers and everyone who is interested in documentation, and you get questions for everything that you stumble across, stumble upon. So it's really the write the docs community is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, write the docs. Um, so what is that one piece of documentation-related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Ask. Ask questions. I would really say don't be afraid to ask because if you don't understand what the feature is doing and how the feature is working, then you won't be able to explain it to your audience. <laughs> so more questions. Get yourself yeah, questions. questions. When, I when I started, I always was reluctant to ask the same question a second time. And it's and then you, yeah, you, you let's say you trot along and nothing is really coming together because you didn't understand the feature from the beginning. So I would really say ask, ask. And if you don't understand it, ask again. And that's not hurt. That doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. Super. So would you like to add anything else, Tanya, to this podcast? Um, actually, no. I'm, I was so happy to be invited. So it was, for me, it wasn't, yeah, the first time ever to be interviewed for a podcast. So thanks so much also for starting this amazing series. I didn't listen to, I haven't listened to all of the, the existing episode, but you managed to gather such an interesting community and such a diverse uh, people. So that's really, thanks so much for getting that to life. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. I mean, without um, support from um, uh, great passionates like yourself, this wouldn't have had, uh, this will not happen. So I should thank uh, uh, writers and editors like you who's willing to make this podcast uh, go um, go and uh, reach other other people who wants to take uh, uh, writing as their career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It's great. You it's it's never too, you can always learn from others. So it's really it's it's really good. It's so yeah. Thanks thanks a ton. <laughs> Fantastic. So thank you uh, once again, uh, Tanya, for joining this Knowledge Based Ninjas podcast. Uh, thank so, you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Based Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.